am so glad you found my show because the game is about to change for you. Yes, and is the only mantra you need to amplify the quality of your life. And this podcast is going to show you how. We'll explore high vibe living, entrepreneurship, and how to build habits that last. All through the lens of an improviser. See, the improv mindset keeps you moving forward without a script. And all you have to do is let the words yes and illuminate the path. Okay, did we just become best friends? Well, you certainly found your new favorite podcast. Yes and with me, Judy Holler. Let's do this. This is a Soul Fire production. You're listening to episode 75. Hey there, and welcome back, or welcome to the show. I'm so damn glad you're here. Um, you know, but we're, today we're going to answer some questions, and we're going to focus on questions uh, that came in from you, and I love them so much. We're going to talk about balance. We're going to talk about my breakthrough moment, uh, what that was, and what it, what it was that inspired me to most importantly start my business. And I think you'll you'll get some inspiration out of that story and sort of how I got to where I am today. And last, I had a great question about how to own your badassery, um, specifically the difference between arrogant and confident. But before I go there, I was gonna pull a card and do this like whole vibe be open, but I just gotta meet you where I am. So I just had my first Instagram cry <laughs> and my first bike cry in a long time. Uh, so I ride a bike. I ride a Peloton bike. I love spinning. I fell in love with SoulCycle when I lived in Chicago and bought a Peloton bike. I'm an OG. I've had my bike for like six years. And I love if you're in the biking community or the spin community and even in Soul SoulCycle, it was like, oh my God, I had a great bike cry, right? Like the room at SoulCycle is so super dark and candly and vibey. And sometimes you just get on that bike and you fucking ride it out, you know? and you get it all out, your fears, your worries, your self-doubt, your anxieties, uh, your disappointments, like all of it. And so it's been a great way for me to handle uh, my mental health and to sort of flex my mental my mental wealth. Um, and so this morning I woke up at five and I had this like, um, and we're going to come back to the bike there's a reason I brought up bike cries. I woke up this morning at 5 a.m. to like have a high vibe day, to get everything done and to, to beat the sun a little bit so I could um, move some priorities forward. And in the first 30 minutes of waking up, um, I had my first disappointment of the day, uh, a major challenge with a new business partner that is absolutely frustrating and really disappointing. And then I saw by accident a really mean comment from someone. We are um, building a new TikTok account and it's a long story and we're changing the name of it, but we're just going to start reviving up what I'm doing on TikTok anyway. Uh, we posted something um, which had to get taken down because it wasn't edited right. But long story short, before I caught it, um, I read a freaking comment from someone, a Karen, who felt th that she needed to tell me some things about my face. And that was not a great thing to see at 5.30 in the morning, which is why I'm never on social at 5.30 in the morning, but I was 
doing it to manage a new business partnership. And it just that, so those two things happen, the disappointment with the new business partner and then the social media troll spiral. And then um, I had a couple cancellations from two very dear friends and we're doing a girls weekend and the dates are getting changed and it's just disappointing me. And then last but not least, someone very close to me ended up going to the ER and like this all happened within like, I don't know, an hour and a half. And so now here I am um, with you. And so I, I feel like I had to, to talk about it because, you know, I went onto social media and I, so first things I, first thing I did, what could feel like a knee jerk reaction when you're in deep disappointment or some trauma or some pain or some self doubt or some anger, you want to just like take all those positive things you had lined up for your day and just throw them, flush them down the toilet, right? Light them on fire. And I had a workout scheduled for noon. I write it into my vibe and thought planner. Okay. And, um, I'm like, I'm not canceling. I'm like, I'm going to go get on that fucking bike. And I know that movement is, is medicine. And I know that when we move our body, we change our mind and it is well proven that sweat, sun, and salty tears can be known to really heal you right from the inside out. So I'm like, okay, let's go sweat. Let's go cry. It is time for a good bike cry. So I got on the bike and I moved. I did not skip my workout. I moved my body so I could change my mind. I did a 30, 30 minute hip hop ride with the one and only man of the hour, Mr. Alex Tucson on the Peloton. He is the man. Um, I even talk about him in my book and I've gotten to meet him. I'm such a fan. He's a perfect guy to vibe check me and get me out of my funk. And Towards the end of that ride, I picked up my phone and I recorded myself because I was mid-ish bike cry. And I recorded it on Instagram, a part of it. I mean, it wasn't like bawling. I was like, <laughs> but I was definitely crying. You could hear me, but I wanted to show you. I'm like, I think most people see me like super high vibe and pushing you through and rainbows and flowers and daisies and unicorns. And I'm so blessed that most of my work and my environment and this community is so high vibe and most days are really fucking good. But there's a big conversation right now around toxic positivity. And we'll do a whole episode on this, but I wanted to tease it because I think it's really important. It is okay to cry it out, to feel it, right? Toxic positivity is someone saying to you like, just do it, like get through it. You know, you're amazing. And there's, you know, there's no need for feelings here. Just power through and while powering through is awesome, right? Like, um, and, and we want to stay in forward momentum. We do ourselves a really big disservice when we don't honor what it is that we're feeling because that will manifest in our body as migraines, as illness, as uh, resentment, as gut issues, as weight gain, right? As acne and breakouts, as hair loss. So you have got to work through it. So you need to allow yourself to feel all the things, yet what you can't do is be it right? There is a big difference between I'm feeling anger and I'm anger. There is a big difference between I'm disappointed, I'm feeling disappointed, right? And I'm actual disappointment myself, right? So, um, you know, 
we have to stop and feel what is being presented to us. And I think, you know, I, I'm on this journey of like, not drinking for a year. And, you know, that's cracked me wide open as well. We're doing a podcast series on it called Gin and Juice. So once a month, if you're interested in that, listen to our Gin and Juice series. We did one last week, episode 74 was one. So just take a look at those. But man, you when you do not have a way to numb, yo, you got to feel the shit. And I felt all the feels today. And I'm here to start this podcast today uh, with you sharing that story because maybe you, I mean, the DMs I've been getting and I didn't do it for the DMs, I swear to God. Um, although I love the love and the support. I mean, the DMs though I'm getting are people going, holy fucking shit, me too. Like, thank you for sharing that. Or like, I've never, I just assumed you were always, you know, or whatever assumptions we may make. So it's, it's a two-pronged story. Number one, let yourself feel the feels. Just never, never allow yourself to be it. Your primary job in this life as a fear boss, as a part of the yes and, the house of and fam, right? What we do in the, the house of and is we open the door to possibility. And the way we do that is we keep getting fucking up. Your job is to keep getting up, to keep opening the door, right? And that is lesson number one. And that is why I cried on Instagram today uh, to show you that I too go through it and I too continue to get up. And number two, it's a reminder that you just never know what someone is going through, right? And so I had all these things coming in at me and my poor best friends. I mean, all they did was let me know that their schedules changed. So instead of all getting together Thursday night, we're going to need to get together Friday. They're driving in for our girls weekend. It's totally fine. And things are crazy and life is hectic. And normally that would have like bounced off of me. Like I wear a shit shield, right? So shit just bounces off me because I, I have such deep self-love uh, and such deep trust that I wear a shit shield, right? And that allows me to roll the weird stuff right off of me. Um, and I would have normally let that bounce right off my shit shield, right? Um, but I didn't, I kind of freaked out and I let it set me down a, a spiral. And it really had nothing to do with the fact that the girls needed some flexibility. Listen, I, I've been there, I'm an improviser. I get that we have to be flexible, but but it set me off because I was dealing with so many other things on top of it. So just a reminder that, you know, people's reactions are never really about you. It's about what they're processing and moving through internally. And last but not least, just give people grace, right? And 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 proceed with love, work with love, speak with love, uh, and heal with love. If you are having a bad day, have it, have it, feel it, but don't be it. Okay. Ooh, I got that out of my system. Mm. You guys, all the bubblies, all the bubblies. I'm drinking a ruby red grapefruit seltzer. Bipolar, not an ad, but oh, yo, it's so good. You know, is club soda good for you? I hope it's good for you. I drink a lot of club soda. Okay, I digress. You guys don't need to know any of this. Let's get into your questions. Okay, so today we are covering three questions I love. Uh, but first, what you need to know is that if you follow me on the Instagram, I will post regularly in my stories asking you, my friend, what questions you have or what you want to hear me talk about. So like, that's legit how I get the questions for the Ask Judy episodes once a month. You tell me what you want to hear me talk about 
Instagram. So A, follow me on Instagram and use that link in my stories when I post it uh, so that you can help me make these shows. I love it. And we also have like a straight up OG like voicemail line. You can actually record me a question like 90s radio, baby. And then I'll play you on the air with me. And it's so fun. Um, so you can record your question. There's a link in, a sh in the show notes for my Instagram feed. Uh, if you're new here for our little link so you can record me a voicemail. Uh, but I just wanted to mention there's several ways to submit your questions and we love them. So let's get into it, shall we? We're going to answer three big questions today. The first one comes from my girl, Carrie Campbell in Boston. She writes, how do you own your badassery? Meaning what is the difference between being arrogant and being confident. Oh, yo, I love this. Okay. So I think so many of us are nervous to put ourselves out there because we're afraid other people are going to judge us and not like us and make fun of us. And trust me, I'm with you. Your girl here is a recovering people pleaser uh, herself. I work on this all the time, but here's the deal. Nothing will happen in your life or in your business if you are not brave enough to put yourself out there. If you want to live an extraordinary life, baby, not an ordinary life, you have to put yourself out there now. Of course, we're going to have ups and downs and wins and losses and failures and victories. Uh, you have a choice in every one of those scenarios. You can either be a victim to the bad stuff that's going on, or you can rise up. And we talked about this in the open. Your job is to get up or you can choose to be a badass. You can be a victim or you could be a badass. There's choose two scenarios there, right? Um, and this principle victim or badass, can really fuel your fire when things get hard. Here's the deal. Most people sit down. They do things the same way they've always done them because that's the way they've always done them, which only and always equals a life that is underwhelming and guarantees regrets. We don't play that game, baby. We got work to do in this world and there is a way to do it with confidence and swagger versus arrogance and inauthenticity. So number one, we gotta, we gotta check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Thank you, Ice Cube. I want you to really receive what I'm about to say. We get so worried about people not liking us, about people judging us, about people making fun of us. And here's the cold, hard truth. You with me? Turn the, turn, turn the volume up just a little bit right now. Make sure you can hear me. And I hate to break this to you, but people already don't like you. <laughs> people are already judging you and people are already making fun of you. Can I get an amen? So the question is, who, who are you living your life for? Who are you running your business for? Who are you in your marriage for? Who are you raising those babies for? You or everybody else? That's number one. And number two, when we think about mindset, if people are already talking and they are, right? Let's go give them something to talk about. Thank you, body rate. And I hope that soundtrack is stuck in your head all day, all day long, right? Let's give them something to talk about. 
oh yeah, like I missed my calling, didn't I? <laughs> but you get the vibe, right? You know, if people are talking, let's go give them something to talk about. So that's number one, like mindset is everything. If people are already judging you and there's gonna be people that don't like you, right? We can't worry about making people love us, baby. People have a hard time loving themselves. <laughs> so waste, waste your energy on the right things, right? Put your energy into you and your business. So mindset is number one. And, and number two, I wrote all about this idea, the difference between like arrogance and confidence, the difference between like being extra and just being straight up annoying in my workbook. Uh, I created this um, right when that pan the pandemic sort of kicked off. Uh, this came out in May. Uh, it was something that I, it was a project I was working on and I got to move it forward a little bit faster than I would have had I been on the road. And so it was one of our first projects uh, that came straight out of COVID. Uh, but I wrote about this in the workbook called the Fear Boss Project. And I'll put a link to that workbook in the show notes um, because I really wanted to go deeper uh, into the ideas presented in my first book, Fear is My Homeboy. And on page 37 of the Fear Boss Project, my workbook, all this is in the show notes, we legit talk about owning your extra, which is really all about being confident. So you have to first uh, redefine confidence for yourself. So for me personally, I have sort of always defined confidence as a belief in yourself, uh, strong enough, like this super strong belief in yourself that you know, no matter what happens, you are going to figure it out. And if you don't, you're going to learn, you're going to improvise, but you will never lose. And that is the way we do hard things, right? That is how we we build confidence. I really think confidence is simply you doing scary shit and living to talk about it, which gives you the confidence to keep doing scary shit. That's the truth about confidence, right? This notion that, oh my God, I, I if I can do it once, could I do it again? Could I do it again? Could I do it again? I mean, that that is like my life. Like I just keep opening fucking doors, right? And like, it was like the first time I stepped on an improv stage. It was like, oh my God, I sucked. The first time I gave a talk, are you kidding me? Horrible. I literally had a guy get up and go to the back and lay on a couch. I mean, he's a total douche, but you get the vibe, right? Like you've got to be brave enough to suck. You've got to be brave enough to get it wrong. And the more you do this, the better you get, which gives you confidence so that you can keep doing sh scary shit and live to talk about it. So that's number one. And then, you know, so from a definition of confidence, that's how I define it, right? You have this, this super deep uh, self-love, you know? I mean, that's what I say to myself before I go on any keynote stage. Like, I, I, I always say, like, I love you. And I'm saying that to myself, meaning, like, I got you. Like, no matter what happens, like, we're not going to lose here because we know we're okay. We've got a community and people and family that love us. And at the end of the day, all of that could go away tomorrow. But I love myself. And, and because I love myself, I make myself a one woman revolution. And so confidence and self-love really go hand in hand. Okay. So that's how I define confidence. Now let's talk about the difference, uh, between arrogance and confidence. Okay. I got out the fear boss project workbook and let me read for you from page 38. Here is what extra, I call it being extra, right? Like you're confident, right? You're not afraid to put a little extra swagger on what you do. So extra confidence is 
advocating for yourself, right? Speaking up, promoting others mm, as much as you promote yourself, baby. Speaking up when something doesn't feel right, turning up the volume on what makes you unique, not apologizing for who you are and what you like, smashing comfort zones like it's your job. That's extra, that's confident. Arrogance is this, being loud or aggressive, bullying other people or being super pushy, right? Thinking your way is the best way and that your ideas are the only ideas, reacting versus responding, not respecting the opinions or boundaries of others, hurting others to get what you want and trying to control all the things, right? So let me give you an example. And I write about this on page 38. I'll just read from the workbook to you. So for example, the longest time, let me say that again, for the longest time, I was terrified to infuse my love of hip hop into the work I create. I was afraid I'd be judged, that I'd be made fun of, that people would misunderstand me, that I would, I'd, I'd be called names, that I wouldn't be taken seriously. So for like the longest time, I hit it professionally until I just couldn't anymore. Eventually, I began to experiment with it, right? I fear experiments, right? I began to tell stories about songs that inspire me. Uh, I started wearing t-shirts with my favorite artists on them. I'd infuse lyrics into my micro content online. I'd share more of it on stage in my talks. And guess what happened? I started having so much more fun. I found it so much easier to create things. I got braver every single time I experimented and talked about it. Uh, it made me more relatable. And my favorite, my favorite is that I started to attract the kind of clients and community members that are my fucking people, right? Which makes work and creating and podcasting and writing for you so much fun. So the second you realize that nothing in this world is original except you, you empower yourself to become more of who you are already are. And that's what confidence and being extra is all about. Okay. So I want to share a few journaling prompts that I think will help you go a little bit deeper here. Again, these are all from my fear boss project workbook. So if you're driving right now, if you're on a run, on a walk, if you, if you're on your way to target, whatever it is, look right now at the time on this podcast, so you can come back to it. Uh, I want you to come back to this because this is perfect for your journal tonight or tomorrow morning or whenever you get a chance to really think. But I want you to, number one, the first question you want to answer, the first exercise. And again, this is in the workbook if you have it or you can buy the workbook. It's, it's cute and it's all drawn up really creatively in the workbook. But this is something you don't need to have the workbook to do. Write down, number one, three brands or, and I'm talking about like company brands like Mini Cooper or brands like Marie Forleo or Seth Godin or Sarah Blakely. Uh, or Spanx that you admire. So three brands, companies, or Instagram accounts that you admire, like that you really look up to, that you love hitting your algorithm, okay? So just get three down on paper. And knee-jerk reaction always works best here, okay? Uh, number two, what emotions, what energy happens in your body? What comes to mind? as you think about each brand or person or Instagram account, right? How do you feel about yourself when you experience their page or their brand or their work? Do you like 
how it makes others perceive you when you talk about that brand or share things from that brand. What is it that attracts you to each brand? And what is happening to your energy, uh, the energy in your body as you consume their content? So get it all down on paper, write columns like brand one, brand two, brand three, and then vibe under each column with those feelings and energies uh, and insights that are coming up. And then the last thing is this. With the three brands or accounts you wrote down, write out what patterns, energies, thoughts, feelings that you see sort of rise to the top or that you see to be a common denominator among all three brands, Instagram accounts, or people. You know, are there any common themes, any common energies, any common feelings? Are they telling stories that are positive? Do they feel relatable? Are they colorful? Are they surprising? Are they funny? Are they teaching? You can really learn a lot about yourself, which helps build confidence by auditing what you consume um, and what most of the people you trust and respect on social are being sort of unapologetically vocal about, right? And that's really what being extra and confident is all about, right? And noticing these patterns, the things that attract you to the people you like will give you the courage to do more of it for yourself confidently, not arrogantly. Okay, a quick pause here in our question answering to shout out our listener of the week. Did you know, did you know that I am obsessed with your iTunes podcast reviews? They matter so much to myself and to the entire team it takes to produce this podcast for you. So if you have 30 seconds today and this podcast has helped you or moved you or inspired you in any way, would you leave me a review? It would (laughs) seriously mean the world and I reward you for that every week every week. Sometimes I go back into the archives. Sometimes I pick the last one that was just left and I pick a review and you will hear from me. I send you some handwritten snail mail. I send you some fun stuff. Um, and you, you will be rewarded for taking 30 seconds to leave a review. So, uh, this week, our listener of the week is KPL one, two, three, one, who writes literally two sentences, Judy is such a pick-me-up. She is like a B12 shot for my brain. Short, simple, sweet, and it was so awesome. I'm so honored by that compliment. I'll take it. And KPL1231, do me a favor. Send me a DM on Instagram and let me know you're the listener of the week and I will coordinate with you how you going to get your prize. Or you can email me if you're not on Instagram at hello at judyholler.com. And yo, it's that easy. All you, I mean, a sentence. A sen- five stars in a sentence would mean the world to us. So let's get after it. Maybe next week you'll win. Okay. Question number two comes from Erin Dobbs, the Erin Dobbs on Instagram. She writes, how do you balance it all? <laughs> to which I loved. Uh, so first of all, I don't, uh, because there is always a trade-off. Mark uh, Manson, who wrote The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck, famously wrote uh, everything, and I'm paraphrasing, everything's got a shit sandwich, right? Every single thing, like there is, it doesn't matter what it is. You could be Mickey Mouse at Disneyland, but even Mickey Mouse at Disneyland comes with a little bit of a shit sandwich because imagine being Mickey Mouse in the middle of August in Orlando in a Mickey outfit. Can you, can you even imagine 
the terror. Okay. So everything comes with a shit sandwich, right? There's always a trade-off. So anything you say yes to means that you're saying no to something else. And anything you say no to means it's a yes you can't make happen. So number one, be mindful of the trade-offs and make sure that you're saying yes to things that are aligned with your goals and saying no to things that are aligned with your goals. So how do I balance it all? With goals, baby with goals because goals are my boundaries. I mean, this is what we teach in the Vibe and Thrive Mindset Masterclass. I teach this live masterclass every freaking January. Well, it's new. I say every January, like it's been around 50 years. No, it's new. We've run two of them so far. Uh, one in the spring, just this past spring, one in uh, just this past January, and we're doing it again. We're gonna record a digital course, so it's online as well, on demand. But I think a lot of people assume that goals are like this tactical action you take to do like an acute thing. So say you need to lose weight and and you set a goal to lose the weight and work out. Say you are in debt. So you set off a goal to pay down the credit card debt uh, and save money and reduce your spending. And that's how like a lot of people think goals vibe, right? But goals are so much more than that. Goals are a ladder out of where you are right now to where you want to go. They are the key that will unlock the door that stands between you and the possibility on the other side of that door. And listen, this is one of my favorite analogies. Like you would not build a house, a brand new house, your dream house without a blueprint, right? You would think someone is crazy, straight loco to do that, right? To build a house off of memory and chance. So then like, why would you leave the building, the design, the architecture, <laughs> the structure, the blueprint of your life to chance and to memory, because that's what you're doing. You're building your life. So goals are powerful tools that can not only help you make your dreams a reality, but they will get you to where you want to go. Uh, and most importantly, to answer your question, their boundaries for when you feel out of balance and they are boundaries with people who want your time, energy, and or services. So again, this is a concept uh, we teach deeply in the Vibe and Thrive Mindset Masterclass um, because you cannot do it all at the same time. And I think the biggest shift you can make right now to make a change, here's the hack, is to align your yeses and your nos with your goals because your goals can be your boundaries. And if you tell me what your goals are, then I'll tell you what you should say yes to and what you should, you should say no to, right? Trade-offs and goals. That's what we need to be thinking about. And that's how I balance it all. Okay, so this year I made a choice to stop being codependent with alcohol and start making more conscious, high vibe, brave choices about how I get loose. And I'm currently like 150-ish days into an alcohol-free year and what started as a dry January challenge has evolved into a pretty dope lifestyle change. One of the things that has helped me transition to an alcohol-free lifestyle is finding high vibe, conscious, alcohol-free beverages and companies that align with my personal values and who also believe in destigmatizing sobriety. If you two are on this journey, look no further. Groovy 
is a game changer. Groovy is a Denver-based line of alcohol-free craft beers, wines, and bubblies that were created to help you be healthy and stay social one drink at a time. And you guys, the rosé is everything and their IPAs are legit. I love Groovy so much because they see a world where everyone can feel comfortable regardless of what's in their cup. They believe health is your wealth and the beverage you consume shouldn't compromise that. Can I get a hell yes on that one? Listen, after just one sip, you'll see that Groovy proves that you can enjoy a tasty, healthy cocktail or brew while living in the moment, alcohol-free. And guess what? Groovy is part of the Yes And family and giving us discounts. So make sure you use promo code YESAND10. That's YESAND10 to get 10% off your order. And know that every time you shop using our promo code, you're also supporting this podcast and the team it makes to produce it for you. All the links to Groovy are in the show notes. So check them out, will you? And use YESAND10 to catch that alcohol-free vibe. Okay, last but not least, what was your breakthrough moment uh, and what inspired you to start your company? This comes from the very high vibe, Katie Lee, fit and fun on Instagram. Okay, so Katie Lee and Yes And Fam, uh, we got to talk about improv. So for me, improv at Second City changed everything. Opening the door to that improv classroom was literally me opening the door to the rest of my life. And I vividly remember about a year into my training, sitting in an improv classroom, taking notes, like I always had a notebook, right? As my teacher was teaching that week's concept. So like they'd teach and then you'd go play, right? You teach and then they'd take that teaching and we put it on a stage and try it out in motion, right? And so I'm sitting there taking notes and I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to do this. Like, I'm going to literally quit my job. I could do this for the rest of my life. So first of all, Second City is home to some of the coolest people and improvisers in the world. And talk about a major nerd alert. The fact that I legit showed up with a notebook to every class. And I was like the only one, by the way. And oh, by the way, number two, I'm so glad I did because those lessons really helped your girl out when I was writing my book. And now here we are today because it became the foundation of everything. And it's what I started teaching from and writing about so many years ago. But I, w I was not playing around. I came to Second City to get to work, right? And I remember when I was in the conservatory and really started doing a little bit more improv professionally, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna find a way to do this full time. And, and at the time I was just thinking like, okay, I'm going to go work for like second city communications. I'm going to work for their corporate team. And, and, uh, you know, that's going to be my vibe. And I, I, I began to put my mindset in the way of that possibility of even thinking that way. Uh, and that really opened the door up to where I am now. It was the notion and the belief that I could that I, I was audacious enough to even dream it or think it, that it was even possible and that I was worthy and that I was good enough. So I sort of became obsessed with improv and learning about it and threw myself into that community and really became a student of the work and the mindset and the lifestyle of an improviser. And that led to me starting a little blog where I wrote about um, a little private blog where I, where our blogs private, private, I don't think they are. So I started a blog uh, where I wrote about 
uh, improv and leadership in life. Uh, it, it led to me starting a, a social media accounts, kind of talking about it and sharing ideas, which led to me begging my boss uh, at the time to lead the sales meetings at work with the really cool ideas I was learning, which led to me volunteering to speak for free at conferences in my industry, um, which led to a community, which led to paid speeches, which led to sort of me eventually quitting my job and becoming a keynote speaker, which led to me writing my book. And now here we are together on the podcast and we're building out the House of And, which is a, an improv inspired, possibility driven lifestyle brand. Uh, and all of that was possible and is possible because I believed that I was possible and that I was worthy. And I, I, I started paying attention. Uh, and that's what I love so much about the yes and mindset and, and the work we're creating in the house of and that we're building out right now, because it leans into this exact idea. We use the two words in the improv theater, yes, and to move scenes forward on stage and all the time in the improv theater. These two words have sort of like always been paired together. It's one of the first things you learn. But in the house of and we're sort of breaking them apart because I believe the and, the ampersand is the star and here's why. And this is what we're going to be teaching and really leaning into as we have more conversations in the house of and. Look at it this way. Say you're looking at the front porch of a house. Yes is the doormat, right? You got to say yes to get in the game, to get in the house. You got to stand on the doormat if you want to go through the front door, right? It's the first place your feet need to land, okay? But the and is the door. It's where the magic happens. When you are brave enough to open the door, you unlock possibility and you put yourself in the way of serendipity and chance and magic and wonder. So my mission, the mission of, of an improviser, the mission of what we're doing in the, in the House of Anne, the, the mission of an improvisational mindset is to really use the transformational power of and to put you in the way of more serendipity, to open up more possibility in your life because it was that. Opening the door to that improv classroom all these years ago, oh gosh, 15 years ago, that literally started everything for me. So that's my breakthrough moment. And here's why it's so magical, because it's sort of a house of and ampersand moment in itself, because you have to be willing to actually open the door, even though you're scared and also add something new to you, even if it feels uncomfortable. If you want new things to happen in your life, you've got to shake it up. And when I moved to Chicago, like I legit knew no one. I was lonely. I was a little bit in a rut. I was kind of bored with my job. I was feeling uninspired. I was single, right? So I added improv and Second City to mix things up, to meet people, and it changed everything. I mean, just imagine if I had not walked into that improv classroom and I almost didn't. Not a lot of people know that the very first time I took an improv class, like I didn't go in. I quit. I was 30 years old. And I remember people asking me if I was lost. Like I paid the fee, the full fee. It was non-refundable by the way. And I didn't go in. People were even asking me if I was lost. And I was like, oh no, my bad. Like where's Starbucks? Oh, I'm meant to be at Chipotle. Like there was a Chipotle and a Starbucks down there. And I lied. I was so afraid. I was 30 years old at the time and I thought I had missed my chance, that it was too late, that everyone was going to make fun of me and I quit. 
I quit. And wouldn't it be great if we could stop quitting, right? If we could, if we could stop allowing fear to make our decisions for us, you know, and, and one of my one of my favorite stories to tell on a keynote stage is this story because it has this beautiful full circle moment ending. And it's why we are building the house of and around this idea of opening the door because I ended up going back, obviously, almost two years later. It took me two years almost to go back. And when I opened the door to that improv classroom, I saw people like me. I saw people younger than me, older than me, looked like me, didn't look like me, uh, all kinds of human beings. I mean, there was a woman 20 years older than me, a guy 20 years older than me. And I show this photo on the keynote stage of that ensemble, right? So um, here I had been waiting, right? For almost two years to go back. So that breakthrough moment for me was opening the fucking door the door to that improv classroom. And I started my business because I knew I had to share my perspective. Improv isn't new, but my perspective on the improv theater is new. I knew I had to share that with you. Plus, it was so, so fucking fun and high vibe. And the improvisational mindset is amazing. It's made me so brave and so resilient and sort of failure proof. And it got me through a pandemic. So I keep opening the door, man. I keep kicking them open. I keep pushing them open. I keep leaning in. I keep adding new things, man. So you've got to follow the breadcrumbs right? Follow your curiosity, take classes, follow new people, meet new people, read new things, listen to new music, travel alone, move your body. Because when you do, you move your mind, meditate, right? Put yourself out there. All of these brave moves will put you in the way of possibility. And this is where the magic happens. Okay, I hope you loved this show as much as I loved being here and making it for you. Talk to me on Instagram, send me a DM. What do you think of the show? Where are you in your life? Are you uh, not opening a door that you need to open? Are you holding on to some pain you need to let go of? Are you taking on too much? Are you not setting? the boundaries you need to be setting, talk to me. I'd love to hear what your favorite uh, takeaway was from this episode. Uh, and let me know how those journaling prompts go. Uh, I'd love to cheer you on as well. So talk to me on Instagram, send me those DMs. And don't forget, you can leave me a voicemail if you'd like to be featured on our next Ask Judy show. Or you can always send me an email to hello at judyholler.com with your favorite uh, show ideas, feedback, and or inspiration. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing. Thank you for sharing with your buds. And until next week, keep following the yes and open that door to possibility, baby. Let's go.